0: Hey y'all, you're listening to A Walk Across Texas State. It's Tori and we have Zachary and Bridget here per usual, but we have two special guests today. Terrence Parker, he is the Associate Director for Student Success at Texas State, and Dr. Vincent Morton, the Associate Vice President for Student Affairs and Dean of Students. And the conversation with them was so great that we don't have time for our normal chit chat and we wanna make sure that you hear everything that they had to share.
1: Thank you both for being here. This is like, I'm so excited to get to know you. I know Tori is too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to ask a fun question to start out. Oh, so, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we know that Terrence goes by TP and that's pretty common. We've heard it a lot around campus. And we also know that Dr. Morton goes by Lem, but LEM is a little more ambiguous. So I was wondering if you would tell us the story of where LEM came from.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, in my neighborhood, uh, I have, I've had this name for about since I was about five years old. So I actually had two nicknames. One was White Boy, and the other one was Lemon. And if you looked at the people in my neighborhood, they were basically dark, complected Black folks. So, uh, lemon stuck, and but when I went to college, my friends just shortened it down to lem, and so that's what it is. It stands for lemon, and it's based on my skin complexion.
1: I love that. The first time I met you, you, I, I'd never met you before, and you didn't even know who I was. Uh-huh. We shared an elevator ride together, and you were like, "I'm Lem." That's I right. I love that you go by your nickname, cool. and I love that you're Dr. Morton, but you go by your nickname, when, you, at least with professional staff. I don't know if you do that with students.
2: I I do that with everybody who I call my friends. I said my name is Vincent Morton. Some <laughs> people call me Dr. Morton, but my friends call me Lim, so you get to call me whatever it is. So I guess you're my new best friend.
1: Yes. Oh, very nice. See, <laughs>
2: go, go see
3: he wasn't like that when he first got that doctorate, though. He had to call him doctor.
2: <laughs> just call me Lim. Just call me Lim. <laughs> call me Lim. Oh, yeah. No, he is right there. I, did, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, wasn't comfortable. Yeah. I wasn't comfortable with that.
1: Have you ever gone by Dr. Lim?
2: Uh, Dr. A asked the staff, she said, you know, I know he doesn't like being called Dr. Morton, so maybe we're going to call him Dr. Lim. <laughs> and I just had the same response. <laughs> My friends call me Lim. You call me whatever you want to. <laughs>
1: I nice. love it. Well, I'm glad that I'm considered a friend. Thanks, Lim.
0: You are welcome. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm also really excited to get to know you two better. I know when we first reached out about the opportunity to kind of appear on the podcast, you both emphatically agreed yes because of <laughs> your, your work friendship. And so I was hoping you guys could tell us about the story behind that work friendship, where it came from, that sort of thing.
2: I'm gonna let TP tell it.
3: <laughs> this goes back <laughs> some years. Um, actually, the first time I met Liam is when he was a graduate assistant in campus recreation, way back in probably late '80s, I believe. '89, '89, uh-huh. um, And I was a undergraduate at the time. Uh, I just transferred here two years prior from Hill College in Hillsboro, and I remember meeting lemon and and we had a good mutual friend tony daniels and, and some other people that we hung around quite a bit uh so that's when we first met is when we both were students but he was a grad student and i was an undergrad student and um i graduated in 92 and became a graduate assistant i think by that time you were done with your master's yes 91 yeah '91. yeah so by the time i graduated with my undergraduate degree um he was already working full-time and i became a graduate assistant in the office of greek affairs in 92. uh so i went straight from undergrad to grad and and that's where we kind of met from there and just kind of like we just had a mutual friendship
1: Mm
3: -hmm. honestly yeah it wasn't so much yes we worked here together but it was more of a friendship than it was anything else that's what it's always
2: been as a friendship absolutely Absolutely. So, so you're looking uh, three decades later, and mm-hmm. uh, and that we're still we're still best of buddies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Nice. Very cool. What are some of? I, I mean, I know you see each other a lot here on campus, but what sort of things do you like to do outside of campus together?
2: Well, I don't think we hang out. Well, I don't think uh, if we're hanging out, it's it's something around eating. Oh, uh, very nice. True. Eating, and then you every now and then mix in a little happy hour with it. Mm -hmm. Very nice. (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, that's how it is. But, you know, we hang out on campus. But you think about it working, I don't even want to say 40 hours, 50 to 60 hours on campus, Mm -hmm. is that I spend as much time with him as I do friends outside of camp. Actually, more time than those people who don't work here. So, you know, we go to lunch or we sometimes just come into each other's office. Uh, Mm -hmm. sit down and chit chat talk Uh, may say let's go out to lunch may whatever Mm -hmm. and of course we've worked on some committees and things together absolutely
1: we wanted to actually hear a little bit more about that so can y'all tell us maybe a few projects you've worked on together that you feel because of your friendship and the you know the the good relationship that you've developed have been successful because of that or um or just things you've enjoyed working on together
2: Sure. Let me start with me. Well, sure. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure when you talk about the development of the friendship. It's been things that we have worked on together. Although we have, again, I just want to go back to where it was a friendship at the beginning, and and it's just evolved. But I think one of the most impactful things that we did get together was the African American Male Dialogue Series. Absolutely. And but that was just. TP and I, and then we had Trevon Walker and some other members of the coalition of black Black, faculty staff males who had identified some, we call them influential African-American males on campus. They weren't necessarily presidents of their organizations or whatever, but they were young men who other African-American men respected. And so it was a time when we would meet and we didn't, we never had an agenda. It was driven by the students And it was, it was, it was just an open, honest conversation. Absolutely. And, and to
3: kind of add to that, we, we had a good mutual friend of ours who was like a mentor by the name of Earl Lee Mosley Jr. And Earl helped start that with us. And Earl unfortunately departed this life in 2010 and Lem and I felt it was important to continue that endeavor because it was important to the students. It was important to us. And I think for, me and Lim is we knew that there were people who sold into us when we were young people. So we felt it was responsibility to then turn around and also help them. So it would have been very easy just to say, well, he's gone, so let it go by the wayside. But we didn't. And and we continue to do that in collaboration with, like I say, Trevon Walker uh, and another staff member. And we've been able to see some of these students. Some are our colleagues now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool to see that people we saw as an undergrad, that when they first got here as freshmen and now they're our colleagues, uh, that does me well. I love to see that because hopefully I can say me and Lim have something to do with that development to where they are now as young men. And
2: I, I think the other part, ooh, that's what I need to just move that a little bit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all I, have, I have big ears and so uh the other part that was real key to that was to hear the young men and after meetings or whatever it was like they could just exhale and they were like man this was just nice to come in and talk get and it wasn't always revolving around school it wasn't bam it was whatever they talked about and they talked to us just like we were one of the fellows and they would say it was good to be able to come in here and just be me. Now I can go back out into the world and tackle what I need to do. And so, you know, of course, T.P. and Trevon and I would look at each other and kind of dap each other up. And But that was what it was all about, is uh, understanding and knowing some of the challenges of going to school, regardless of being African-American male, mm-hmm. but also understand from an African-American male perspective, some of the things that they dealt with. Uh, that may have gotten in the way, but they were able to persist. And so it was just a real good feeling to know that we were a part of that, but it was as simple as what 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 you all saw as our interactions between uh, one another, and they had the same with us mm-hmm.
1: so we have a little bit of agenda, like a a path that we're gonna we wanted to go down, but there's actually a question that I wanted to ask you all along the same lines. So, part one, we kind of geeked out Dr. Morton or Lim because we found your dissertation. So we read a bit of that, Zachary and I, I know. I, I don't know if Tori got a chance mm-hmm. to it. So, you know, I learned a little bit about the dialogue series through that. Um, and I think what's so compelling about both of you and the reason that we wanted to bring you on the podcast is because of your just dedication to students, the fact that even just now you said you took time to listen. And I think that's and some of the people we've interviewed through the podcast series, that's kind of a common thread.
0: Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. You
1: take the time to listen to students. So thinking about our black students on campus and the difficult times that they're going through, especially with the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Um, we know that you talked with the staff council and mm-hmm. you've been you know, taking time to listen to students and hear what they're saying so that we can continue to serve them better. But with all that said, thinking about your friendship and the work that you've done on campus for Black students, how can you tie together the ways that you've developed your friendship, the things that you've experienced on campus as students are, I mean, soon embarking on their future career? So they're going into a world that's dealing with all of this all Mm -hmm. at once. What what advice or strategies would you give students who are looking for careers in the world we're in right now?
3: I think it's important that, I always say all the time, you wanna have uh, allies, so to speak. And, and I'm, in all honesty, Lemon is part of my support group on campus, uh, me, him, and Travon Walker. <clears throat> there are many times, uh, many years ago, especially in 2016, we, we felt like we were carrying the load for the students to the point we were mm-hmm. so tired um, and it's hard, hard enough to be a, a black man in America. And then also here on campus and try to be an example for students. So sometimes, you know, that was my support group. That's why we said we're going to each other's office. Sometimes it was just so I can just like, hey bro, I need to talk for a minute and just kind of be able to air that out and be able to see that because it's, it's important for students to see us as professors and not just Dr. Morton and, and Terrence Parker, but as human beings, as, as somebody who's been there, it's like been there, done that. Uh, so it's it's been important to have that, you know, especially with all that's happening. It's easy to be there for the students, but at times we forgot about us, self-care. Mm-hmm. We forgot about, our, I mean, to the point where even my wife, during Christmas time, said, you look lighter. And I said, you're smiling again. I'm like, what does that mean? She said, you look so weighty.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I was like, wow. And and I know there have been times when, you know, like Liam mentioned happy hour. Sometimes we were like, hey, happy hour today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we understood. It didn't have to say anything else. It was like, got it. We'll see you there because we just need an opportunity for us just to be able to laugh, joke, and smile. Because sometimes you need that. There, there have been times, sometimes you want to shed a tear.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: it's just, It was just so heavy. And, and this year has been the same thing with all that has transpired. Uh, Listen to the students, their stories, their stories are real. Their situations are real. Uh, Even though we've experienced it, it's their experience now. And how do we help them get through it? So I I can tell you, lemon has been one of my biggest supports on campus. Without a doubt, I'll tell anybody that. uh, That when I need somebody who understands what I'm going through, he understands and Travon Walker understands it. So I feel free to talk to them about anything. And they're not judgmental. Anything like that, I can say anything. So I don't have to worry about, you know, being, like, I, I can't say, I can't, I can say what's on my mind, I can say what's on my heart, and they receive it, and then, you know, limb is good about, you know, well, you know, might want to think at it this way. And sometimes you need that, you need another perspective, because you may be looking at it through one lens, so sometimes you need to, to step back, like, well, I never thought of it that way. So liam has been critical, and I think it's important for them to see us interact that way. Even they say y'all laughing joking all the time, yeah, but sometime behind the scenes you really want to cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you really do. But is I think when they see that we can joke and laugh it and team that it may it's okay for them to do it too. It's almost like giving them permission mm. and turn back and say, Man, it's it's okay that tomorrow today may be bad, but tomorrow's another day.
2: I think the other thing and basically what Terrence has said, if I had to wrap it up is our friendship is authentic Mm -hmm. and so to be judgmental what good is it to be judgmental when that may not be my experience and so just like there are times when tp needed me there are times when i told tp i you know i I need to come over and holler at you Mm -hmm. and i think that the the honesty uh that developed over time to where you felt like or well, this is something that I could share with him that I probably wouldn't share with, with other people, uh, but it's because of that relationship. And I think that's the same thing that happened in the dialogue series, mm-hmm. that initially when students would come in, if you were fairly new, and those were your friends and peers, but T.P., Javon, and I were sitting there, they were kind of not saying much. And then they would see their friends talking. If they want the curse, they could curse and so we would kind of laugh, but they really found out, okay, I can just join in and be me. Mm-hmm. And so that was the authenticity. So the, the we weren't trying to model the behavior. We were just being ourselves with some young men who happened to be going through the same journey that we went through or similar journeys. And so they became comfortable. And you would see that in there, is that there were times things may be happening on campus and they would challenge one another to the point where you're like, okay, well, I know nobody's going to hit anybody, but but they would challenge. But the respect was there to where even if someone was challenged rather than automatically becoming defensive, there was a part of it where they would listen and say, you know what, man, you're right. And I think that that sort of mirrors our relationship. Like he said, tell me what I'm not seeing here. And 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 that's what I'm trying to find out. I understand my world in the way that I see it, but I know that that's not the only way that I could see it. And so there have been times when TP would hit me and say, "Hey, Liam, chill, chill, <laughs> chill." <laughs> he said, "Let me talk to you." He would talk, and 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 uh, so there's no defensive mechanism there because I, I know I know he loves me, mm-hmm. and so from the perspective that he's speaking to me, even if it's something I disagree with. I need to hear that because that may be very well what it is that I'm not seeing, and so that only makes us stronger.
0: Nice, yeah. That's how you know you have a good friend when you can be your 100 true self and know they're not going anywhere. It's a it's a gift to find for yes. sure.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, cool. Well, I know we've talked a lot about what having a really positive great working relationship, working friendship can be like, but do you guys have any advice on what to do when you don't necessarily get along with someone super easily? What is the best way to kind of have that, um, a positive working relationship when maybe you just don't quite click someone?
2: I think it depends on the individual. Now, there's another part of this that that we haven't uh, discussed and that and, and we share this, is that there's a, sp- a strong spirituality that we both have
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
2: that our lives are based in, uh, in Christ. And so for me, I think that helps to guide us. That's also that calming part, that part about uh, being quiet and listening to another individual. So that doesn't mean you have to be Christian to have that, but there has to be some willingness inside yourself that says you're gonna to give to that individual, that you're gonna to listen to that individual. And it's also important to to have self-awareness if you actually create an environment where people are comfortable coming and talking to you. Mm-hmm. You have to create those vibes. So what Bridge was saying on the elevator. I didn't do that to create that vibe, but I I, I subconsciously I kind of know it because I talk to students all the time when they're on the elevator and I'm sure they get off like Who's that dude? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but I I I'm just going to talk. So uh, with TP and I, I mean that's easy to say, but I, I imagine it could be difficult for other individuals. And 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 sometimes you you need to check yourself. Is how mm-hmm. you presenting yourself, and are mm-hmm. you creating a type of a culture or climate to where someone would be willing to come in and sit and talk? And some people don't want you to come in and sit and talk with them. Mm-hmm. So. I'm I'm not sure I answered that. <laughs> yeah. I think mean, uh, to go along with
3: that, what I would say is that sometimes you just gotta say, "Hey, can we do lunch? Hey, can I come?" Yeah, they may if they're willing to go by the office and, and get to learn who are they, because
1: mm-hmm. sometimes
3: you just need to learn who they are as a person. You may have different ideologies or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. But once you get to know who they are and where they come from, that's where you can start to establish relationships. Because once you start that, you got to be able to establish trust before you can have an honest conversation. So you mm-hmm. can have superficial, oh, where are you from and all that. But then we start delving off into as far as their family, where they're from, what is their background. So it helps you understand where they're coming from.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That helps What's you. What's
2: important to them. Yeah.
3: Not Absolutely. all about
2: you. What's important to them. And they know whether or not you're listening. Absolutely. It's like when people sit, you know, they come in and they say good morning and you don't say anything or it's just hi rather than – and it's, it's a <laughs> yeah. different response, you know. You're like, wait a minute. He actually responded to good morning, whatever. And yep. uh, so developing those relationships in the office, people know whether you mean it or not, but it may take some time for them to warm up to you. Absolutely.
3: And mm-hmm. in in, in some of the guys, a good person that both of us know is Kurt Schaefer. Former director Chris I always said it's always about relationships at the end of the day. And we all know relationships is a process. You're not just going to meet one time and say, oh, we're instant friends. Then yeah. yeah. Granted, you may start off that way, but it's developmental because the other thing I keep in mind too is Lemon and I have changed over the years.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: When we met, we weren't married. And we're, we're not married. going back, no telling of those stories. No, no, not. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not. But, I mean, like, we've <laughs> changed over time our careers and all that, but at the same time, we're still the same people Yeah. Mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And, you know, I was taught that that's all about relationships. Sometimes you just got to sit down and just, hey, who are you? Where are you from? Because, believe it or not, once you start talking, you might find you have some similarities.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
3: and I found that out with the up-administrator here. I just thought, oh, we don't have anything in common. We started talking, and we had a lot of things in common. A lot. And it's like, okay, I, I saw beyond the, the shirt and tie and the, you know, <laughs> um, I'm official and all that. We're at a place eating barbecue, started talking. And I'm like, man, your dad was just like my dad, blue uh, collar, uh, yeah. had to work, had to grind, put the kids through school and all that. Better not talk back to him and hear pop. Oh, you just, yeah. boy, yeah. I'm saying yeah. I wouldn't be here today talking to you if I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my dad was a marine. Marine. Um, <laughs> But that's that's one of the things I would tell our students is that you have to get to know people for who they are and that it takes time. Building relationships does not happen overnight and that's mm-hmm. a process. And, and if it's meaningful, it's important to you, you'll take the time out. And, and mm-hmm. one key thing is you got to be willing to listen. You can't just talk to And Sometimes you just got to be quiet and just listen. And sometimes people just want to talk. You, you can't do both at the same time and really hear somebody. You got to take time out. To get to know
2: somebody, and that's how you can build relationships with your colleagues. Is get to know who they are. You know, one of the things that TP and I talked about when the uh, the dialogue sort of dissolving away is as we talk about how we've changed is the students have changed,
1: mm-hmm. and so
2: something that that TP would always say to them is, "You got to make sure you talk to one another, go break bread," is what we would say, eat with one another. Now everything they're doing is by text. Mm -hmm. So some of them don't know how to engage in a conversation. But think Mm -hmm. about it. When you're present with someone and someone, like he said, if something hurts us, if I just told you I'm hurting right now by text, what does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. Did you sprain your ankle or something? You know, what happened? Mm -hmm. But if I'm sitting there in the room with you and I'm saying, TP, this happened to me, man, where I'm hurting, then, you know, here comes my hug. And here comes, you mm-hmm. know, you need to sit, you need to talk about it, whatever it is. But that happens because you're in the presence of one another. And so it's a, it's a shift, I think, right now with this generation, with the technology and whatever, is that. And I think when we talk about resilience of responding to things, you know, sometimes they say that they're soft and what have you. I'm not sure that they're soft but I'm not sure that they've had to engage in some of the experiences where you have to be present and address. If someone was Mm sick, someone got hurt and you just couldn't put prayers on a text and send it and say, I checked in on them. Now you checked in on me when you came to the house or you checked in on me when I say I was hurting and I need to talk to you now. And so I think that's something that's being lost right now. Mm -hmm.
1: In closing, I've, you know, so many good things that y'all have said that i think students will really be able to you know grab onto for their personal life and how they develop relationships but um something i'll talked about mutually is like a generosity of yourself giving you know giving away parts of yourself um to one another or to one another and the student relationships mm-hmm. that you're in um, how has that impacted your leadership and the different roles that you've taken at the university um. Yeah.
2: I don't know how. And you're making me think now how it impacts my leadership because whether I, whether or not I was in a leadership position or not, I always respect the human being, the individual in front of me, and so there's no one more important than the person who's right in front of me, and that doesn't. Uh, matter if you're TP, if you're Dr. Trout, if you're uh, the person at the the Shell station that I go and get gas, is that they're all important. And so, I, I, I think in giving a part of you is you need to be vulnerable uh, for others. A lot of times, when for me, when I'm self-reflecting, I feel like I'm probably one of the most blessed people on the earth. And does that mean I'm rich? Not financially and whatever, but uh, it's because of the relationships and people. And and I think that's the I, I think that's the what's grounded in the Christianity. Mm-hmm. And and so you know that that's sort of what feeds me. And so if I'm going into a leadership capacity or role, and I'm making decisions, I'm making decisions with other people in mind, not myself. I can take care of me. I'm I'm, I'm fine. It's what can I do to assist and help other people that's important because I can take care of them. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, for me, a lot of times people get on me and say, oh, Terrence, you always take care of everybody else, but not yourself. And I say, well, I need to be here for them. I mean, I'm not worried about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you would say what kind of leadership I would say I'm a servant leader, put everybody else before me. Make sure they're taken care of first. Um, so sometimes like, ah, you always doing something with somebody else. I'm like, sure, because somebody did it for me. Exactly. There were people who did it for me. They didn't have to, but there were some people who saw something in me some sometime when I didn't see anything in myself other than my mother. And and so it's important for me to be present, be involved, be engaged, and to be there for them and be able to. Sometimes ain't nothing people underestimate the power of a smile. Hmm. People mm-hmm. on this make the power of just saying, hey, how you doing? Because you don't know what's going on with that person. They may be thinking about hurting themselves, and the fact that you said hello may have stopped that. And people don't understand right. that. And, you know, I think that's what's important for us. Mm-hmm. You're right, is that what we've learned over the years kind of guides our issue He's right. Our Christianity, you know, our, our faith is very important to us. It guides us. You know, that's, that's what guides our principles sometimes. Think back, you know what? what would Christ do? And you think about it. Christ, he took care of everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what he did. He was a servant. He didn't have to be, but he he was a servant. So I think that's kind of where you see us is we're always trying to take care of everybody else. And that's where our friendship comes in too. Cause when we get tired, we rejuvenate each other. Yeah. But students won't see that. Right. They'll always see like, cause if me and Liam are hurting, then all of a sudden they're like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Even in my office, if if I come in and I'm not, hey, how you doing? They're like, what's wrong with tears? Something's happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, the whole world is about to, the sky's about to fall. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have bad days too and sometimes, but they're always so used that sometimes that I realized and I had to come to this realization that sometimes I'm that person kind of come in to help pick up that day.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and I'm like, you know, if I'm like, well, I'm having... Now I do tell them, say, hey, when I have a bad day, just let me regroup. I'll be good. Yeah. Give me a few mm-hmm. minutes. I'll be all right. Um, Cause I'm human. Uh, I'm human. But at the same time, I think that people and it's like when me and them are around each other, people always want to you know, like, oh God, here come trouble now. Yeah, blah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm like, why would we have to be trouble? Cause between the two of us, we got five degrees. But anyway, <laughs> 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 you know. But they sometimes I think it's a sense of jealousy in that they see our relationship and it's authentic and that we can sure. enjoy When we're around each other, it's like a family reunion. You know, we haven't been around family a long time. It's like, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? That's the way it is. You know, like when a student affairs kick off, me and little maybe one of the last ones leave because we, we catching up. That's right. And it's not a phone call. It's not a text. It's like face to face. Give me a hug. All of that, you know, that part of it is that sometimes it's just that family reunion, that connection that brings us all together and you got to maybe see that and take the time out. And I think for me, I think what has happened with society now is we've gotten too busy for people. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got this. I got to do this. I got it. Well, every now and then you need to take a moment out for people. Period. Period. I mean, busy work going to be there. I don't care. Work will be there. You can die today. That work going to be there for somebody else to pick up, but you got to take time out for people. I mean, that's what it's all about
0: makes perfect sense well thank you so much for joining us today it was really fun to learn more about you all and uh the work you've done on campus and you got us a few good laughs in there too we knew it was gonna yeah, be super I fun know. to have you
2: <laughs> more fun, y'all got me into some deep conversation bro. Or like a glass of wine or something.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> the post-podcast recording happy hour. Oh, we'll have to we'll it. have to plan one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> a walk across Texas State is hosted by Bridget Sarview and Tori Graham. Zachary Webb is our producer and editor. Music by Richard Hall. For free resources and additional information about our services, head over to careerservices.txstate.edu and follow us on social media at TXST Careers. Don't forget to like and subscribe to hear new episodes every other Tuesday
1: each semester. Thanks for listening and we will see you soon.